All right. Good morning, everyone. Does that work? Awesome. Wow. Okay. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. I just want to start with that today. Woo! <laughs> All right. You know, today I met my message. I entitled it, Follow Me, Follow Your Heart. That's what I felt um, that God was saying. And so it's, it's going to be an analogy about overcoming the wreath in your life. And uh, if I just move this here, I'll tell you what a reef is in case you forgot. <laughs> it's a submerged ridge of rock or coral near the surface of the water. And so I remember, you know, if you've been to Hawaii, the coral reef is, you know, huge and all the fish are sometimes and it's good to um, go scuba diving or snorkeling and see the beautiful fish. And I have seen some beautiful reefs in my life in the middle of, I was in Africa and we went to Mauritius, which is off of Madagascar, in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Really, seriously, the middle of nowhere. You know, you think from here, Africa is the middle of nowhere, then you got Madagascar, and then you have Mauritius, and beyond that is India. So we went from there, we took a catamaran for some hours. <laughs> it, you know, it was like, a bit of a ride, but when you got there, just blue, green, crystal water, and you just take a snorkel that they give you that they rinse in the salt water, you wonder, <laughs> hopefully it's disinfecting, but the fish and the size of them and the green color fish, I've never seen that, and yellow and blue. I don't know why I mentioned that, um, except for that in this movie clip that I'm going to be showing you in a minute. They lived on an island. It's from a familiar movie. You're going to know it. And they ran out of fish. And so um, they were in trouble. And they needed to know what to do. And so that's the, um, a reef is something that blocks or protects, or the fish maybe. But you, if you, you might have difficulty getting beyond the reef because it's sharp. It's like a boundary. It's like um, you know, a mass. And I'm going to use the analogy that the reef in our lives can be things that we're stuck. We don't know how to get beyond. It's too hard for us. And we need the impossible of God to get us beyond the reef. And I'm going to go into some examples of that for sure. So let's start. I'm just going to read just a couple paragraphs from my book, Loved Here. This is... Uh, the chapter called Free to Be Me. My heart sings when I think of the princess chief Moana naively and courageously jumping on her raft and crossing the reef barrier into unknown waters to meet her destiny. She thought beyond the dangers to herself and risked all to follow her passion. As she went, the ocean helped her. I believe we can trust our hearts to find the path where true life will meet us. When our hearts are closed in self-protection from being battered and bruised, it's hard to trust what's inside until we spend time in healing. However, planted within our hearts is a God-given desire for significance and freedom to be ourselves. Here we find meaning and purpose, doing what we were destined to do. 
I think it will feel natural, like something we were born to do, if only we can get past the wreath. A lot of these things for me, in a sense, I'm talking about emotional barriers. I'm talking about feelings of unworthiness or shame or less than or um, just a situation which I find relational struggles and I don't know how to get beyond and I could try and bam and I try again bam and it's just like somebody help me and so you know going back to that even yeah here we go here's a good one I was going to say living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory which is great but trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions with all your heart rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Proverbs 3, 5. You know, I love that, that scripture because it's all about our heart. And so I'm going to be talking today about listening to your heart. You know, and I know that sometimes listening to our heart is a bit of a struggle because our heart might not be healed. Can I trust what's in there? You know? But when I think about, I don't know, Let's just think about when I was back when I was young. I was 19. I wasn't even, you know, <laughs> even the beginning of my healing journey. And I was like, I want to go to Europe. I want to go backpacking. Am I scared? Terrified. But something was deeper than that that was compelling me to go. So I'm talking about li listening to the deeper places of your heart where it's like, oh, light, I want to go there. And um, not letting fear stop you. And so... Um, in the heart is where the Holy Spirit lives. He's one with you in your heart. And we want our spirit to lead us. And so tuning in to the whispers of your heart and the whispers of the Holy Spirit, you know there's a union there. There's a union there. And so I'm going to talk about that in much more detail. This is also from, from my book, Truly Becoming Who We Are, meaning who God originally created us to be, is crafted in the challenging places where we come face to face with our shortcomings. I have found that moving with pain, rather than pushing it away or avoiding it, allows the Father to mold my heart. So what I'm saying is sometimes pain coming up in your heart, don't automatically think that that's not God. Because pain coming up in your heart is showing you, you know, maybe what he wants to heal. And so we don't want to run away from it or immediately just use maybe a scripture or some wisdom that someone tells us to stuff it back down because in our head we know. But it's not in our head that heals us. It's, it's our heart that needs to come into a revelation of God's maybe love for us in some place where that, that hurt or that pain began or... He needs to encounter us. We can't get past the reef on our own efforts. He actually needs to encounter us and take us over the reef in the impossible, in the miraculous. And that's what he does. And luckily there comes a day when you're going to look around and realize happiness is where you are. <laughs> and I love that because, you know, it helps my faith and my hope all the time. And one of the things, speaking of faith and hope, uh, my husband, Michael, is always uh, saying, go bigger, go bigger. 
And I said, what's going bigger mean? And to me, it's like, you're thinking t- too small. Like, we have, we have a mass of God out there, and it helps with perspective. As Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed, for you are now one with him in his glory. Wow. That's from Colossians 3, 4, an amazing scripture. You know, for many years, I had no idea what that actually meant. It's clueless what that meant. And even now, I barely, honestly, can even grasp what that means. But I know that as I can see Christ for who he really is, how powerful is he really? What did he come to do? Like the extent of it and the depth of it. And what does that mean for me standing here right now? Living and breathing. And as I can see him, I am a reflection of him. He lives in me. And I can become that just by, I don't know, I don't know how it happens. That is the mystery. But I do know that as I have the vision for who he is, it somehow changes me. I have the vision for his power, and I'm like, hope for that power. And it almost is like, ooh. Uh, I know that's really intangible, and I, someone who's somewhat of a feeling person. <laughs> but I need the vision. I need the vision. The vision draws me in. Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished on us. He has called us and made his, us his very own beloved children. This is another one. The more that I can grasp the love of the Father, the more I know that he has made me his own. I am his beloved. It calms all of my nervous system. And his love actually transforms what's inside of me. As I, and so I'm just saying this because we, we believe it. We are drawn into it. We open our hearts to him and say, I have to experience your love. This is promised right here in the scriptures. And so I'm just releasing and praying his love is encountering all of us, even right in this moment right now. And we're safe here. The reality of God around us and his 100% love for us and his presence within and around us does not change with our experience of him. We don't have to feel it. It's already there. It's happening. It's happening. And when we believe it, we're somehow drawn into experiencing it, and that has a cycle of its own as well. But just for today, I just want to say it's, it's alive and, and it's happening right now. His love is real. All right, now I'm going to go into some reefs in my life. And I know that some of these things are going to be reminding you, if you want, just to consider the reefs in your own life. And how does, how does God get you through and um, just opening your heart to allow him because we cannot make it happen again. This is his power that's moving within our hearts and he is taking you beyond your reef right now. He's in the process of doing that right now. Whether you know it or not, this is what he does out of his love for us. Whenever our hearts make us feel guilty and remind us of our failures, we know that God is much greater and more merciful than our conscience. And he knows everything there is to know about us. 1 John 3.20 So, yeah, again, just allowing yourself to rest in his mercy and not allowing guilt to rule and reign in you anywhere as you're going through these, uh, 
these wreaths. They're helpful. All right, the surrender wreath. I call it the surrender wreath because that's the victory. When I'm in the middle of it, it was called self-effort. Effort. I mean, I didn't know that either, but this is looking back. In the beginning of my Christian life, I'm trying so hard to do it right. I'm, I'm reading the Bible. I'm so excited. I didn't know there was such a thing as, you know, the love of God. And I've discovered this amazing thing called Jesus Christ, and I'm so excited. I'm going to every meeting. And after two years of, of just conquering this thing, figuring it out, learning, then there was a moment of... A, argument in my marriage and my husband said look at you you're no different than you were two years ago and you you know and I'm just like whoa <laughs> and the shock and the pain of that comment because I thought that I was conquering the Christian life so amidst all my <laughs> initially defensiveness anger uh, eventually, by the next morning, I, I just said, well, I believe that's actually true. I can't argue. What came out of my mouth was no different than two years ago. And so I said to God, if you want me to do this Christian life, then you're going to have to do it yourself. I'm done. And I threw in the towel, and immediately, I don't know how it happened, because I actually did throw in the towel. I wasn't saying it. I meant it. I'm like, here I go, open this back again. But as I, before I could leave him, somehow his presence filled me, and I thought, oh, okay, so this, this is different. So giving up is winning. And uh, that was incredible. The next, I, I call that the surrender reef. It took me beyond self-effort, and now I'm kind of floating in a new spot. And just for a while, when you get past the reef, it's like, whoa, this is like glorious and incredible. How could it get any better than this? But soon, the next reef is what I'm calling it in my life this time, the trust me reef. And this is the battle for justice. So something unfair comes my way. Again, I'm going, to, I'm going to put this again in the context of marriage or uh, work because those are the two big battles in my life where something unfair comes my way and I, my first instinct is either to get angry, to, to fight for myself, to um, justify myself, uh, all of these sorts of things. And so how could I love my husband when I'm triggered badly <laughs> you know what's inside is not love <laughs> and so I would run upstairs run upstairs because he had taught me the surrender reef he took run upstairs and father here I give you these feelings that I have of hate you got to give me love because that's what it says right here you want me to do in your word and I got none I got nothing and I'm letting go and okay I'm we're gonna walk back downstairs and I'm waiting right here until love comes and I'm going to walk back down. This isn't fair. This isn't right. This doesn't feel just. It's a trading with God. And um, he came. And so here I am learning how to live the Christian life by surrendering. And it's growing roots in me. 
and it's getting stronger and I don't like it but I want his presence I'm hooked I need it so I keep doing this this one lasts many years <laughs> many 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 years of failing and succeeding and failing and succeeding and working on uh, getting over this idea that everything needs to be right and just and fair in my relationships and even in my work things if I didn't get a job that I wanted and being able to let that go forgive all of that the next one I call the joy for a reason reef <laughs> so we're um, you know the the trust me reef was filled with m some beautiful miracles and some a lot of painful struggles but the next one God is leading me into a deeper season and this is the season of uh, when I get together with my sister and I say how come we don't experience God when we pray together I only experience him in my own personal quiet times so that one was uh, heading into praying together and listening to the spirit together because we said it must be because we don't listen to God we don't have faith for sharing what we think he's telling us when we are together and so this was the rule say everything that comes into your mind and so we started that journey and that was like like galloping in the spirit like we're not walking we're not trotting we're galloping because we say everything that he says to us he gives us a picture we say that he gives us a word we say that he gives us something bad something good we say it out loud and something it attracted his the power of his healing for my heart and our hearts and whoever we prayed for so it was a deep deep inner healing and you know my battle was 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 the less than the shame humiliation somehow I don't know why I lived a normal life but I'd come and I'd be chatting with you and my face would be getting red for no reason I don't know why didn't say anything different than any other sentence but it was only within seconds usually or a minute or two or if it was a really good friend it might be an hour but eventually I would just deal with this strange inner shame and my cry of my heart was who am I and can you let can I be myself I don't I don't know who I am and I don't know how to be who I am and somehow in that inner that that those years of real praying together with other people there's usually three of us or four there is a real deep healing that came to the point of this joy for a reason I started feeling joy <laughs> like seriously walking on air kind of joy and I'm like wow this has got to be the best and again you're over a certain kind of a reef where I feel like I can go talk to anybody now and I feel like I can stand on my own two feet I can I can talk to the grocery store clerk and I did well this sounds like nothing I'm sure to you but to me it was miraculous that I could talk to people without feeling ashamed of who I was and so it was very joyful and uh, there's just so much more that I have to say about that but I'm going to move along um, the next you know as again I'm talking about here where you go over the reef the miraculous of God comes in and it's a coasting and then all of a sudden you're coming up against another reef which I'm calling here the loved reef and it's a deeper it's a deeper uh, place in the spirit where God was taking me 
And so I would say I feel that I have a really good understanding of the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit presence. I love Jesus. I feel like he's shown me so much about who he is and his love for me. The Father was a mystery still. So this is when um, I came into an understanding of the Father and his love and just sort of really uh, a deeper opening of my heart. And in that process, as I came to understand his love, which is, which is another story. I'm sorry, I don't think I have time for that exactly right now. But, but just resting in there, I was just, sit, I was just receiving and not doing anything to get my value. So I suppose prior to that, I got a lot of my value from doing things well, from being a really good teacher, from, from um, being a good friend, from, from being a, a good wife, or from, I don't know, anything, a, a mom, who I was as a mom, um, how I decorated my house, or how I, you know, whatever I did gave me value. And so there was a, a time where one day, and this is when, where is a good example of listening to your heart. I got up in the morning. I'm irritated. I don't know why. And so I said to my husband, I'm feeling frustrated. We need to go for a walk up the mountain. I'm not a real mountain climber normally. And <laughs> I said, I don't know what's happening, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling mad feeling frustrated. I don't know, I'm erupting like a volcano, really. Well, what's wrong? Well, I'm not doing anything important. I'm not doing anything at all. I'm doing nothing. Well, you're doing this and this, and you've all done all, and he listened. No, it's all nothing. It's all nothing. And uh, we, we're, we're going on this journey where he's listening and drawing my heart out, and pretty soon I'm coming to, well, I'm feeling led, just by listening to my heart, I'm feeling led to let go of doing things and being things to people like so I'm going to let go of my identity as mom I'm just going to give it to Jesus and let it just lay there let go of it actually um, who else do I think I am I think I'm a teacher I think I'm a principal I think I'm a friend I think I'm a wife I think I'm a, a decorator I think I'm a worker I think I'm someone who is knows something about something I'm just going to let it all go and pretty soon as I let it all go, I felt so empty inside. And I felt like I saw a outline of somebody, you know those chalk outlines where someone dies on the road and, and in the movies? And, and you see a chalk outline? And I was like, I feel like I'm dead. Like, I feel like, I, I feel so empty. It wasn't a bad feeling, it was just an empty feeling. And I thought, I, that's what God's doing. He wants me to... I don't know if it's make room for him, die to self. And so I'm now feeling kind of light. <laughs> and I walk into the worship time at the healing rooms where I was going to be going that evening to pray at the healing rooms. And in the worship time, I said, well, well, who am I then? And he said, you are loved. And his love just rocked my world. And so that got me over another reef. <laughs> and it was like floating and glorious for a while. But these glorious times in the spirit, you know what I mean, 
they last for a minute, an hour, maybe days, maybe weeks even, maybe months too. But then there's the next wreath and now I'm in another. And so here we are. What are you battling today? What are you, what is your, what is your, where are you stuck? And where you are stuck, you don't need to know. In the middle, right now, I'm in another spot. I don't know what I would call it. I know some of the feelings I have, and I'm listening to my heart the best I can. I'm trying not to solve the problem myself the best I can. And I'm just waiting for him to come and and reveal what he wants to reveal. And in the meantime, I'm try doing my best to, to rest in his love, to live in the moment, to, to love the people in front of me, to be loved by God. And I trust that he's going to make things happen in my life, where he's going to take me into the beyond what I can ask or imagine. And um, that's what I hope and I pray for you to you you all. And so maybe we can just enter into a moment of prayer while he ministers to your heart. Does that sound okay? Holy Spirit, thank you that you live in my heart right now. I'm just going to pray as one here, as one. Okay. Thank you that you live in my heart. Thank you that you're on the move and that you're going to take me beyond my reef here. That you're going to make me unstuck. And so we thank you of that in advance. But I also right now am asking, what are you showing me right now that you want me to let go of? And would you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, help me to actually let it go? And if I'm feeling anxious, what am I anxious about? I let that go. Where I have resentment, show me with clarity what I have resentment about and how I can let it go. And where I need to forgive, let the power of the Holy Spirit rise up within me and join with me so together we forgive the pain and the things that are in my life and let that be an ongoing process until I have fully forgiven so that this, these people can be blessed and that we can move along Father are there any open doors where I'm inviting things into my life that are hurting me, not helping me. I just want to step to that door right now with you and, and look out, out so that you can show me whatever it is you want to show me. And together we close that door. I want to be safe in your presence, be led by you be loved by you. I hold your hand right now. Help me to unlock and listen to my heart. I don't know how to 
hear you very well. And I need your help. And I love you. I love you, God. I need you. I give you my whole life, all of who I am. And I trust that you're carrying me and that you're fathering me, being a good father, good father, good mother, good parent, that you're comforting me because I need that. Follow me, follow your heart. I turn my heart to know and to search out and to seek wisdom. Father, we want wisdom. For all who obey his commands find their lives joined in union with him and he lives and flourishes in them. We know and have proof that he constantly lives and flourishes in us by the spirit that he has given us. Amen. Those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another because God is love. Whoever is, whoever is, whoever, no, everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. And I just want to continue. Father, we know that intimacy with you is the only way, is the only way forward, is the only way past the reef to being unstuck. And we trust that you're leading us deeper into your heart. 1 John 4.12 says, No one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor, but if we love one another, God makes his permanent home in us and we make our permanent home in him and his love is brought to its full expression in us. Yeah. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. Amen.